Welcome to the community where passion for life and healthy sexuality connect beautifully and easily. I'm your host, Amanda Ammons, and my goal in life is to help you thrive. And a huge part of that is your sex life. Your one life was meant to be amazing, sex included. You most likely haven't been shown this, but I'm here to tell you, you're beautifully and intricately made. Made for more, made for the best. However your journey brought you here, join me in a new conversation about one of the most amazing things ever created, intricate, passionate intercourse. Together, let's break the shame cycle. Let's learn how to please and be pleased. Let's fight fear, find freedom, and freaking have fun. Welcome to the Passion Connected Show. Hey friends, Uh, welcome back to the Passion Connected Podcast. I started to introduce this about two seconds ago, and I'm sure it'll be cut out in editing, but I um, don't know what I thought I was calling this this podcast, but I started to say, welcome back to the sex podcast or something like that. So in any case, welcome back to Passion Connected. I am so glad you are here. Today is coming out of a conversation that my husband and I had after we did the episodes 44 and 45 on just talking about, you know, what we covered in our our conversations about sex before we got married, when we were talking about our histories, when we were talking about getting married, the things that we wish we would ask each other. And we started talking about just a little bit of caring for ourselves and what that looks like sexually and how, how important it is. And what we sort of came away with was just recognizing that as we started to come together, it's so natural for people to just especially Christians to bring everything together. Like you're a couple. So like your stuff starts to come together and then your finances and you get married and like your whole life comes crashing in and everything is together. And especially when we have this idea of biblically, you become one, you become one flesh and, and his body is my body and my body is his body. And we share these things and, and we're doing this life together and we're so excited and I, I think sometimes there is not enough teaching of what it looks like to continue to be a healthy individual while also having a healthy relationship. And so I wrote this out into an email that I sent out to my subscribers um, just shortly after I put out that uh, episode 45. And it kind of just contained snippets. And I wanted to share it on here a little bit of of the things that him and I talked about and expand more than what I just put in the, in the email. But basically we started talking about how in our relationship, as we came together, we didn't learn what it looked like to still be differentiated. Um, and he, I I guess there's a little background to both of our sides of my family and what that looked like and what I was looking for in relationships in my family and also in his family, um, this level of both being really, really independent people while also being in a family unit that's really, really tight. And when we came together, I think we were so excited about being a couple And this life that we were creating, which is super, super natural, like you should be excited about it and you should cultivate it and you should put energy into it. And yes, a lot of things come together, but we lost ourselves. 
a little bit. And it has been a journey backtracking from that. And so that is what I'm sharing a little bit of today is just, just recognizing that a relationship is two healthy individual people coming together to build a healthy unit. It is not, you don't just disappear into this relationship. And there are tons of resources out there, everything from the boundaries books, um, you know, to different podcasts and, and different counseling theories and relational theories and things like that, that can help you find this differentiation because it's really, really important because you are still an individual human being, but it is not taught what sex should look like being healthy and individual and also a unit. Because I mean, if we're being real, we all know that sex is not taught enough in any aspect, let alone this aspect. It's just something that's expected. Like you're just going to figure this out. You're going to be you and that they're going to be them and you're going to come together and it's going to be great. And that is not how it works. And that is why people end up in counseling. And that is why you end up having family problems. And that is why you end up having this confusion. And it is something that Kyle and I have dealt with and are really truly still currently dealing with. And I think it will be a journey for him and I as we grow into ourselves and and continue to seek just being better human beings and and building a better relationship and building a better family. But what did it sort of look like? Like when I say we lost ourselves, what do I mean? Well, you've got me who deeply, deeply cares about making sure everyone else is taken care of. Um, not necessarily the, I would, I would not say the serving type, but more the self-sacrificing type. Um, the person who goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and always just wants to make sure everything is done. Everything is taken care of. Everything is perfect. Really cares for people, pick people up off the floor, make sure their life is amazing. Like all of these different things. I'm really just kind of an activist in other people's lives, um, like taking action, like uplifting. And in that, I tend to care more about what is going on in someone else's life. And, and it becomes so much a, a detriment to me. Like I won't think about what I need or what is important to me. Everything from my sleep to my food, to my own spiritual life, all of those different things. It, it is something that has been a habit in my life that I'm, I'm still working on. And so obviously I brought that not only just in my regular life, but also into my marriage because I got close to this man and he became my number one relationship other than with the Lord. And so where did I put my primary energy? Where did I, I focus all of that? It was on him. And then you bring Kyla Ben who is so sweet and kind and caring and self-sacrificial. He definitely is able to think in a really healthy way. So don't, this is not to sound bad at all, but in a really, really healthy way, he is able to advocate for himself um, what he needs um, or, you know, if it's just time away, if it's just space or whatever, a lot better than I am, but he is a way better servant and he just looks out for the things that need taken care of. If you ask him, Hey, can you do this? Absolutely. Yes. It is always, yes. It is always serve, 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 serve. 
and so sweet and kind and ready to change, um, ready to always change to be better for what is ever needed for the people around. Um, he is very adaptable in that way. And so you bring these two people together and what do you have? <laughs> you have two people just constantly defaulting to the other person and we connected and then what happened was we lost ourselves in what the other person needed or what was going on with them and didn't stick to our own standards or our own growth we didn't bring our healthy selves to the relationship instead we brought our open selves ready to be molded, which is a really good aspect in a relationship. But it was so much so that it was like, who's doing the molding now? And we didn't know. And we were just kind of going with the flow and whatever feelings were there or whatever would happen. It was just kind of, I don't know, it was the sticky situation of both of us not knowing what was going on anymore. And realizing that we both weren't bringing our best selves into this life and specifically into sex because I was more concerned about his sex life or our sex life and and how it worked together and let's make this thing between us amazing instead of focusing on myself which if I were to just focus on myself more it would have bled into and has when I have focused on myself more um, an amazing relationship because I would be bringing my healthiest self to it and building it up and making it better and holding things up and on the other side of things for him he just wanted to serve and to just be available and be kind and loving and patient and sweet. And he brought all those things, but he was not growing himself into the man that he wants to be and needs to be for our sex life. And so it was kind of the same thing, like both of us coming into sex, not having worked on ourselves enough. And as we have started to do that in more recent years, I would say that it's kind of ebbed and flowed really. Um, There's been times like especially in our second and third year of marriage um a lot of a lot of gro- individual growth actually for both of us before we got married um and then we kind of came together we're a little confused of how this whole togetherness thing this oneness thing is supposed to work um and then from there it has just been off and on um uh, really like second and third year we're you know better and i feel like fourth and fifth and so on it was just it was kind of all over the place as we tried to figure out, okay, who is Kyla in this relationship? What does he bring? What is his purpose? What is his part? What are his strengths? Where, you know, when we have sex, is it him and me creating us? Or is it just this melting pot of confusion and just like us just both not fully being ourselves in it. I don't feel like I know how to fully explain this um, because it's a little confusing, but I know that somebody has been there and I know you're going to understand what I'm saying. And so I'm just going to keep rolling with it. So it'll make, and this will probably make actually more sense as I start going into what I actually talked about in the email and just kind of the points that, you know, I had on what it looks like to be a healthy individual and bring yourself into this relationship. So basically, if you're going to bring your best self into sex, 
These are the three things that I feel like if you can honestly say that is where you're at, then you are probably bringing your best self and you are ready for this connected relationship. Um, And if not, then you probably need to do some inner work and just make sure you're aware. Just make sure that you see where some of those faults are, where you need to grow and take action on them. And don't let them just sit there, but actually see, okay, I'm not exactly where I want to be and I can move forward. How am I going to do that? All right, let's take action. I'm going to learn from this person or I'm going to journal out these things or I'm going to set a new boundary in my life. Whatever it looks like for you, take action because there's no point in listening to any of my podcast episodes if you're not going to take action on these things, love, because it is just a waste of your time. You are an action taking person. So I believe in you. Go get it. Okay. There's that side note. Point number one, you as a person don't depend on anyone else to keep yourself sexually healthy. Okay. (laughs) I wrote it down and was like, whoa, that is big. That is so big. And I have seen, and let me explain a little bit. I guess, let me explain the other side of things. A lot of times if one person is healthy in the relationship in a specific area in in this point I would like to be like really really specific so they're healthy in their body image the other person tends to be healthy in their body image but vice versa if one isn't healthy the other one also tends to not be healthy if they are not a healthy individual because they're too tied into the unit. I don't want you to lose yourself in your partner's problems because you're so tied to them. Like their problems are going to affect you because you are in a relationship. It should affect you and it makes sense to affect you, but it should not affect you to the point that your own sexual health is at risk. If that is the case, you need to take a step back. Another strong example is lust outside of the relationship or the marriage or porn addictions or affairs or any of the like. It tends to be something where if the individuals themselves are not healthy and one person falls, typically the other one will fall. Or if it's not in that specific area, they will find a very large detriment to another area of their life. And it's, it's sad and it's not, I don't want to say it's your fault because I've been there, but also it's your responsibility. You are your responsibility and, and you've got to take care of that for yourself. Don't be the couple that drowns together just because one person is hurting. Work on your own sex life. Your sexuality is something that is entirely your own in some ways as well. God cares about your individual soul and mind and body and sex and emotions. 
So educate yourself, set healthy boundaries, emotional boundaries, physical boundaries, find accountability, facilitate the sex life that you remain to have because that is your responsibility. And so if you are not there, if you're, if you're looking at this and seeing like, you know, when my partner tends to have a problem in one area or when I tend to have a problem in an area, we both fall. Then it's just a good red flag for you to say, okay, all right, there's work that needs to be done. Um, I am obviously not as healthy as I could be because them falling off the bandwagon or whatever should not mean that I do as well. I mean, it's the same way for your spiritual life. The hope and the goal is that you guys are on the same page and moving forward together and growing together. If that's not the case, it's going to be hard. But it should not mean that you fall to whatever level that they're at. You can still love. You can still be connected. You can still find ways to be on the same page in other areas but hold your standards, hold fast to them because without them, who are you? I don't know. And you probably don't know either, which is a harsh statement, but, (laughs) and with that, we're going to move on to point number two. Okay. Yeah. So point number two, your sex life is defined by positive God designed qualities more than it is the media. And again, I was like, okay, (laughs) this is me. This is where I get to keep growing. And so in the email I asked, when is the last time that you asked God what sex should look like or what he thinks about you and your history and your life? Now, when is the last time that you saw something about sex in some sort of media, be it a book, Instagram, Facebook, TV, the news, movies, anything like that? like an hour ago because yeah me too me freaking too it is so hard for us to have a sex life that is defined by God when we are not taking in content that is pointing to him and you know I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and they were just like man how is it that that porn is just accepted as like just it's going to be there no matter what And it's, and it's something that's just a part of relationships and you just have to put up with it. And I was talking to another person, you know, that was like, man, like, why is it that I feel like I get so much more about sex everywhere else other than, you know, the church? I'm like, well, it's because it's, it's true. (laughs) You are getting it everywhere else and you're hardly getting it in the church, but it is out there. Content is out there. Influence is out there. If you want, you know, positive influences in your life, scripture is there. People who care about the spiritual side of sex and healthy sexuality are out there. And I'm not, honestly, I'm not thinking that any of us is probably ever, unless we totally just shut off, you know, the rest of the world, going to have more intake of sexual content that is positive than we are that is negative but the point I'm trying to make here is that 
what are you designing your sex life off of? Because that's where the red flag is. Are you basing your idea of sex off of the media and off of what you see? Like, for example, I saw um, a uh, music video the other day. And in it, the singer was a woman and she was kind of dancing around and had a white t-shirt on and it was soaking wet. And it was kind of hilarious because, you know, that's the that's the cliche of girls in a wet t-shirt. <laughs> but it influenced me subtly and I didn't even really think about it until it was like, I wonder, you know, I was like looking in my closet and I was like, oh, that one's white. That one's really cute. And I realized, oh my goodness, flashback. I am thinking about that video and in it, she was very, very sexualized. And it was just funny to me that I was like, you know, it's amazing what the world makes me want to think is sexy when right before that video, I would have picked out a completely different thing in my closet. And it's a small just side example, but you can think of anything. I mean, any movie scene that has involved sex or intimacy in any way that you're like, oh, I really want that. Or, oh, you know, what if it looked like that? And and I've even, you know, read books before where I'm like, oh, the lovers were like this. And it's like, I really wanted my relationship with Kyla to have something of that. Why? Because that's what I read in a book. Because that's what I took in. We are such influenced people naturally and for good reason because it helps shape us and grow us. Um, but we've, we've got to be careful because I think sometimes we don't see all of the influence that has been put on our lives that is subtle that we realize this is the standard. And you can look back and see beauty standards through the years are so different. And it's so hard to look at back at those beauty standards and be like, I can't believe that was ever even the standard because today, <laughs> no, thank you. Like that's not what it would look like or what people wore as clothing. And you're like, okay, that was attractive then. Okay. All right. Interesting. If somebody was walking around with that in Walmart now, I'd be a little confused, but that's awesome. Um, and even just flirting or the way that relationships went about and courting versus dating versus all of these different things like intimacy and relationships and sex is so influenced by culture. And it's going to be, and we can't get away from it, but we can choose whether or not our sex life is going to be more defined by beautiful qualities, by what we have understood are God-centered qualities than whatever is in the media. I want my sex life, I want my time with my husband to be based on the idea that I am loved, that this is wonderful, that this is beautiful, that this is exactly where it's supposed to be, that I am looked on with adoration from my creator, that I'm looked on with adoration from my husband, that I look on myself with adoration, that this is awesome. And I don't want to be bringing in, he should be doing this. I should be doing that. This is what it should look like because of something else that I have seen. Because that is just tainting it. 
I would rather bring more of myself, more of God and more of my husband into it than anything else in the world. Because nobody else knows me. Like I know me, like my husband knows me, like God knows me. Nobody else should decide what my sex life looks like. I should decide. And I don't want other people to secretly decide for me. I want to be conscious of of the decisions I'm making. And this is also not to say that I shouldn't take in any content or that I should reject anything that is not from scripture because I don't think that way either. There are a lot of romantic scenes that I have seen that I'm like, oh my goodness, that would be so fun with him. I love that idea. And we do. And it's awesome. But I was conscious about it. I was taking it in with purpose and I was saying, okay, yes. And there's also a lot of content that I have said, um, no, thank you. (laughs) Pass, please. But it's just deciding who are you going to be as an individual? Are you just going to meld the world into your relationship along with whatever your spouse says is how things should go down? Or are you going to intentionally put your sexuality as a priority and make sure that you are coming in as who you want to be in this relationship as beautiful and purposeful? Or are you just kind of letting it be what it's going to be based on whatever content you've taken in? So. That's point number two. All right. And point number three, you are probably a healthy sexual individual coming into a beautiful relationship. If you are one of the people that recognize that you can always keep growing. And I feel like this kind of, you know, came into all of this conversation. You've heard this point, um, me sharing where I've been and in areas where I'm still growing and I still recognize it. Um, But I think a big detriment to sex, since we don't talk about it, what can happen a lot of times is people grow in an area because of something that happened that was necessary. We tend to be creatures of staying in our homeostasis or whatever state we are in until change is absolutely necessary. Like something happens, like we'll stay in the same financial state until there is a need for us to change it, or we'll stay in the same emotional state until there is some sort of trigger that flips things. And we can kind of be the same way because we don't talk about sex because it is something that we just keep behind closed doors. People will only grow sexually when there's a need. And a lot of times there isn't a need because nobody decides to take action on it or nothing really ever happens. It just stays the same. So oftentimes there will be a lot of change when you're in a new relationship, or there will be a lot of change if something wrong happens in your sex life, or there will be a lot of change after you have kids, um, or whatever else. But during the rest of those times, how many of us can actually say that I am going to grow in my sexuality? Mm. (laughs) Not a lot of us, (laughs) but the healthiest people are the people that know that where they're at is not where they have to be and that there is so much more goodness. And that is for people in both sides of things where whether or not, you know, they're kind of at a low point and a lot of people will just stick in a homeostasis of a low point where they don't like their sex life, but they don't really change it because 
you know, it's, it's the way things are and it's just how it's going to be and whatever it is. And they just don't have the energy or life is crazy. And so they just stay there. And then there's the other side of people who may have a healthier sex life and feel really good about it and really like where they're at, but they also just stay there. Like, oh, you know, it's good. It's great. I've got, I got it going on. Both sides of those people are unhealthy. And I'm just going to say that outright where if you're in a low place, if you're in a high point, if life is amazing, if life is awful, if you are not a person who still believes that there is more good, that the good life, that, that good things have no limits, then you're stuck. If you want to be a healthy individual coming into your sex life, you have to be the person that believes that no matter where you're at sexually, that you can have better, that it can get better, that you're never, ever, ever going to stop. We have a really freaking short life. And if anybody says that they get to, if they get to the end of their life and they've like, I have hit the max, I am 99 and I have perfected sex. I am going to laugh so freaking hard because if you have, if you can't, you can't, you can't perfect sex because God is perfect. God made perfect sex. And I'm pretty sure the only perfect image of sex is him. Not you. Man, I'm on my soapbox today. Excuse me for that. <laughs> but for real though, don't be that person. Be the person who looks at your sex life, good or bad, and says, oh man, it can get better. I know it can. I can have something amazing. There's something I can change. There's something that can grow. There's something out there for me and it is attainable. You got to keep moving forward. You got to keep moving forward. And some of the best advice I've ever gotten is don't think that this is it in your sex life. It's why the people with the best sex lives are the ones who are older and older because it just gets better if you want it to. If you want to have an amazing, healthy sex unit, come to the table or the bed. Being a person who doesn't depend on the other person's sex life to be sexually healthy. Be a person who is more defined by positive, God-designed qualities than whatever the media says about sex. And be a person who always knows that it can get better, who is always open to continue growing. I sign off a lot of my emails with, with serious belief in you, friend. And it's because I really, really do. I really believe in you because I used to not believe in myself. And I used to have a mindset that was not these things. And if I had stayed there, man, this wouldn't be here. That's for sure. The podcast wouldn't be here. My sex life with my husband? No. My kids? No. The lives that I have gotten to change? No. And I really, truly believe wherever you're at, things can change for you. So be the person who grows sexually. It's important. And I know you can do it. All right. Till next time, friends, I will see you here back on the Passion Connected podcast. Thanks so much for hanging with me. I love, love, love this community. 
with serious belief in you friends till next time